This week on the Rest Friends Podcast. NXT superstar Casey Catanzaro deleted her Twitter after receiving heat for not wearing a mask in public. We give you our thoughts on the AEW Women's Tournament to determine a number one contender for the women's title. And WWE clarifies their third party ban, which states that wrestlers will be in violation if they are making money from a product endorsement on Twitter or Instagram. We are joined by Ella J, host and creator of a Wrestling Gal podcast. All right, rest friends, let's talk about wrestling. Hey, Rest Friends. My name is Edie. And my name is Teddy. And we are joined today by the creator and host of a Wrestling Gal podcast, my girl Ella J. Ella, how are you, friend? I am fantastic to be here. How are you guys doing tonight? So good. I'm tired today, man. <laughs> I feel <laughs> so that, man. Crazy. I feel that. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to have you on. This is the first time that you're on Rest Friends. Um, I've had the privilege of being on a Wrestling Gal podcast. And Rest Friends, I want to let you know that Ella is professional. Like, I was impressed by your interviewing skills. And it's crazy because you did not go to school for, for interviewing Ella. So how did these skills come about? Um, a lot, a lot of research. Let me tell you that. So, I mean, like basically when I started my podcast, like you said, I had no prior experience. So it was a lot of Googling, wiki howing, and a lot of YouTubing <laughs> to get familiar with like setup and everything. And then just naturally conforming and like building a confidence and getting more comfortable with it. It comes yeah. with experience, um, but also listening to other interviewers, like my favorites, like Alicia Toot, I look up to Chris Van Fleet is amazing. Yeah. Um, Samira, who is one of my friends who we kind of have collaborated with, um, basically just watching and learning and getting used to it and getting in reps and all that. Um, like you said, I did not have a background in interviewing. So it was just getting more comfortable and a lot of YouTubing. Let me tell you that. It's crazy. I love that. She's had some <laughs> amazing people on her show, like Lisa Marie, who we know as Victoria, Mickey James, who you are a huge fan of, Ella. So how was that? Were you like starstruck interviewing Mickey? Like, yeah, if you listen to the first, like, probably first half of it, you can hear me. I'm very nervous. And the thing is, I've met her, like, so many times. But, like, when you're, like, recording something, and it wasn't even face-to-face. -face, it was just audio. You can hear me. I'm like, I, I mean, I have all my content, and I'm like, I'm going down it. But I think a part of me, like, I was so nervous beforehand. I was freaking out, like, the night before. I didn't sleep much. And then the morning of, I was like, oh, my God, this is really happening. But once, like, you get into it, she's one of those people where if you talk to her, you'll feel like you're in instantly friends with her like I'm fine whenever I see her in person it just feels natural like we're like best friends and like very comfortable and casual but I think since it was in more of a professional setting and I knew other people were going to be listening listening to it I was like don't mess this up don't mess this <laughs> up but yeah I got more comfortable as it went along because then it felt like I was with her in person and we were just chatting I'm just like anytime that I hear you interviewing like a big name like that I'm just like Oh my God, look at Ella. Like I, I would have freaked out if I had a phone call with John Cena and he was like, oh, hey, what's up? I would have been like, <gasps> passing out. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely taken something to get used to, to like the first time. I mean, the first time I met her, I, that's how I was. I was like dying inside and like, I was like, 
like hello. But you <laughs> like are the first time you meet somebody that you admire or look up to. It's it's an experience. You are the producer of their show of the Godcast. Talk to us a little bit about that. How did that opportunity come about? Yeah. So like I said, um, I've had a rapport with Mickey James for since like 2017 ish when I first met her. And so we've t- talked on social media a bit. And obviously I was in their chat room for Gaw, which is every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on youtube.com slash Gaw TV. Um, <laughs> um, and so Mickey knew of my podcast and I had already done an interview with her and I was helping her out with TikTok, actually. <laughs> so her first TikTok was actually because of me. One of my friends made the clip and I was like, girl, you need to put this on TikTok. So I was helping her of how to transfer it over to TikTok and navigating that. And then she was asking me for a bit of help on like a couple of her other socials and stuff. And then she was like, you know, I want something that can benefit not only me, but like you as like her as well. Um, Benefit me and her. That's what I meant to say. And so she asked me, she's like, hey, so we've been like kind of thinking about doing like a Gaw podcast and like, but we don't really know how to do it, you know? And she knew that I had experience in like audio and editing and podcasting, of course. And so she's just like, so do you want to help us like launch Gawcast and like edit it and put it out there and be a part of Team Gaw? And I was like, well, hell yeah. How many people get to work with their heroes, you know? And so it just came about that way. And then we brought along Lisa and Val into the conversation. And now we're all a part of Gawcast group chat. So, Girl, it's such a good, (laughs) such a good show. Um, and it's so well produced, you know, and it's that's because it's produced by you, girl. So applause, <laughs> applause. I, I'm I'm here for it. Um, but guys, let's start talking about wrestling. And there's some good cheese man that we got. So I'm so excited, Ella, to hear like what you have to say. Um, so Casey Catanzaro, I talked about this last week, um, very briefly because I'm like, oh my god, we're running out of time. Like I have to bring this up at least. Um, Casey Catanzaro was seen in public at a bar, you know, and just partying. And she, on Halloween, had a Halloween party. And I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, we're in a pandemic, in a panorama. What is she doing? What's happening? And Ricochet was out there, too, you know, because they're together. Um, Right. Just living their best lives. Like, you know, we're not in a pandemic. And this video on social media got a lot of heat, so much heat that she deleted her Twitter um, arrest friend, what do you think about Casey Catanzaro, you know, being out in public like this and then not being able to take the heat and deleting her Twitter? Oh my goodness. I, I don't want to say that many mean things because <laughs> <laughs> she seemed like she was such a, like, she seems like she's such a sweet girl, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, ugh, but at the same time, her doing that was so stupid. It was so stupid. And yeah. then like, she's a public figure. And she's just showing people that it's totally okay to go out and be maskless with friends at a, in a public location where there's so many more other people, right? We already know there's so many people that are anti-maskers and they yeah. don't believe in, in, in COVID. And I don't know if she's one of them, but man, when I saw it, I was really angry. I was really upset. And now I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> whatever. There's just so many people like her. It's just that a lot of like, uh, a lot of people know how to keep it to themselves and not post it on social media. I, I, I mean, social media. I think that's what was her biggest mistake, posting it. Yeah. Ella, what do you think? Yeah, like Teddy said, I was very disappointed to see it. And like, if you're anti, you know, keep it private to yourself. Like, like she said, she is a public figure. So obviously people are going to be like, 
I, I mean, I she made that video like, yeah, maybe your state, I think she's in Florida, maybe yeah. your state has less restrictive guidelines. And yes, you were all together. But at the end of the day, you were literally in a group of like at least 10 people and like very close to each other with like in, you know, like I don't know if they were sharing drinks or whatever, yeah. but I, I mean, you're in a, an environment where you guys are closely packed together and you guys are like very close to each other. And then you showed it off. Like if you're going to do something like that, Make it private. Nobody's going to know, you know, especially yeah. as a public figure. But I don't think you should be doing it anyways. <laughs> but just saying, like, it was very disappointing because, like, I am very fond of her character. And I think she's a great athlete. But mm -hmm. as a public figure, yeah, you kind of had to be held accountable. And the video she made and then deleting it, I, I don't know. <laughs> I totally agree with you guys. I think that maybe she should have kept it private. Like, it's, you know, you can go out, whatever, um, to each their own. Like, if you don't want to be safe, that's on mm -hmm. you. But yeah. you made a video and you put it online. Like, mm -hmm. this is not the time to be doing something like that. And she did say that because of work, you know, with NXT, she does get tested once, e even two times every week. Um, so she's taking precautions is what she says. And at that restaurant, it wasn't required to wear a mask inside when you're eating, only when you're coming in or when you're leaving. Um, and she says she carries her hand sanitizer everywhere. And like, I guess she is taking precautions. I'm just like... No, Casey, I think why? I think it's just one of those situations where like, okay, yeah, you shouldn't have done it in the first place, but you did it and you posted about it. And now you should have just taken the L, you know, and just <laughs> shut up. Because it doesn't matter how much hand sanitizer you use or how many masks you wear, you're going to go out, you're going to have to remove your mask, mm -hmm. regardless, you know, at some point, which obviously mm -hmm. she did. Yeah. And that's where it's dangerous. Um, but I don't know. I just don't, I also don't agree on all the hate that she got when it came to like, when it was like so harsh, mm -hmm. you know, you know, there's some people that are so mean and they will say like, man, you know, F you, you should die or, you know, just really mean things. Yeah. That's where I don't agree. But yeah, she shouldn't have posted it. She's, an, she's, she's dumb. I was going <laughs> to say something meaner, but she's dumb. After you had just said, people are being so mean. <laughs> I know. I mean, I that's, that's pretty tame, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were really going to go in. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> I could. I could. But no, then I thought about it. I'm like, I shouldn't be mean. I shouldn't. Oh, my poor Casey. I, I do think she's a great athlete. I just, yeah. it, it was a poor choice, you know. And Florida does have different restrictions than everybody else. I feel like Florida's doing their own thing. They're living their lives like if nothing's really happening. So um, it it was her choice, um, but she should not be getting like death threats and like no, these really not. really like crazy harsh comments. Like, okay, just just put a mask on, case maybe maybe don't go out. That's you that's know what? Just don't post it on social media. Just, yeah, <laughs> all of these people yeah. are gonna do whatever they want. There's people that go out to restaurants. I personally don't go out and eat at restaurants. Mm -hmm. I take out, but you know what? Just don't post it on social media because you know what you're doing is wrong. Oh man, I wonder when she's gonna reactivate her Twitter. Because social media is very important in wrestling. So will she like, you know what? Let's, it's, to me, it's also funny that it's like, you know, she's with Ricochet and Ricochet is very, you know, he's known for not choosing the best women in his life. <laughs> you know, he was with Tessa. So it's like. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> oh, Ricochet. Ricochet's out here not making the best decisions either. So <laughs> we ain't even going to start with him. I cannot. So we're not going to start with Ricochet. No. Let's forget about Ricochet. We're moving on to AEW. Let's go to talk about the women in AEW who right now are having their tournament to determine who is going to be the number one contender and face Sheeta. 
And I'm so excited about this tournament because it's really like getting me excited that, you know, there's a new possibility. Who can emerge from this tournament? A star. You know, we saw Riho come back and face Serena Deeb. Rest friend, I know how you feel about Serena. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I really want to talk much about Serena. I saw the match. Um, mm. I was very distracted. I was also very, very, very under the influence during Dynamite. <laughs> and let me tell you guys... <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience in a bit after we're done talking about the women. I can't imagine you watching Serena Deeb under the influence. You would have missed it so mad. Well, yeah, first of all, I didn't care. And, you know, when I am not under the influence, when I'm sober, I don't care. And while I'm under the influence, oh, my God, I care even less. I really didn't care. (laughs) I missed, like, half of it. You know, so much happened. But also, um, I thought... I. I'm happy that Riho's back on TV yeah. because she didn't have much TV time while she was champ. So I, it was nice seeing her. Um, I don't know if it's because I don't like Serena, but I don't like her wrestling. I'm not into it. I'm not drawn to her at all or her wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I was happy that um, Riho won. But I did watch the Japanese side, you know, that, you know that happened in Japan. And I thought all the matches were great. And the one thing that I really, really enjoyed about it was that Excalibur was commentator. And I love Excalibur. Like, he is so knowledgeable. And he's like the one person that it sounds like he either does his research or mm. he already just knows. Yeah. And he mentions it on TV, you know? Well, he mentions it. And he brings up all these fun facts about people so that you know who you're watching. Um, so I really enjoyed all of that. Um, I'm excited to, to see who wins the whole thing because in the end... Um, Sakasaki and Sakura are going to face each other and Misunami and Kong are going to face each other for the quarterfinal mm-hmm. matchups. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see who wins that and then who's going to win on the American side of AEW. I don't, I'm excited that this time it's not all on YouTube. I understand the whole Japanese side, you know, because it's different timing. They can be on dynamite, but um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, 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 I also don't think they hyped it up enough, but as a woman, I'm excited for them. Yeah. Ella, how do you, how do you feel about the tournament? I'm excited too. I just think, I think they're supposed to crown a winner on March 7th, they said. Revolution. For Revolution, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe that's, I feel like that's rushing it. Maybe that's still like, <laughs> it what? is. that's still two and a half weeks away, but I just feel like they need more time. I, I don't agree. know. I don't know. And especially if we're only getting one USA side every week. Oh, no. There's going to be two on Monday. I forgot for the women's. The last two matches are going to be on Monday. I feel like they should have them on Dynamite, though. That's the thing. Like, not everybody is going to maybe perhaps watch on Monday. because, And then you have Dark and then you have Dynamite. So that's three different days that maybe not everybody can tune into or be as invested as they want to be. So I wish there would be more matches on Dynamite because, I mean, they have time. I think you can throw two women's matches in there, at least for the first round on Dynamite. It's just three days. But I'm really excited because I'm very excited to see who comes out in, in the win against Ukaro Shida, too. I don't know who they're going to go with. Um, there's a lot of scenarios that could happen, but I'm definitely excited yeah. for it. I, yeah. w- I want to say that my my standards are very low for AEW when it comes to like the women's matches. So like mm-hmm. anytime we get even a little bit, I'm just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. we're getting ladies. And then I get excited. But 
I don't, I don't know. I feel like this match that they recently had on Dynamite wasn't enough. And I can't say that enough, you know, because we're not getting women shown on Dynamite the way that they should. And when they do, we get a uh, picture in picture. And I'm just like, come on, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish that it was all on Dynamite. Like, I do get that, the you know, how Teddy said um, in Japan, you know, that side it has to be on YouTube. But yeah. Um, Tony Khan, I feel like you need to step it up, my guy. And people, people, so were, people were talking about Riho and they're like, oh, my God, you know, she's only back and Kenny Omega's girlfriend. And I'm like, why are we bringing this up? Like, what does that have to do with how she's performing? Like, that irritates me so much. Oh, well, I did not see any of that. Thank goodness I didn't. <laughs> First one, you would have gone off. <laughs> I would have been so pissed. Like, what? What are you talking about? What do like, you know? You know, <laughs> like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but you know what? Speaking of Kenny Omega, okay, earlier I mentioned that I was under the influence watching Dynamite, right? <laughs> that that only made so many segments so much funnier than they probably actually were. Okay, wait, no. Kenny Omega's outfit. I don't know if you guys saw it. <laughs> what is happening? I feel like okay. if my dad was trying to be cool, that was the hit. Kenny Omega's outfit on last week is what he would dress like. With the white that boots, with the weird outfit. shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That was so terrible. That was so bad. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. He's not impressed. I don't think he's... None of us are impressed, right? No, no. <laughs> who is he? Is he trying to impress anyone? Because I'm definitely not impressed. That looks, who that the who is he outfit. looking up for style tips? You know, who is he looking up to? You know, who are his Seriously. fashion icons? I don't know anybody who dresses like that. Me neither. <laughs> and he has sunglasses on. Like, oh. What? What's going on? <laughs> we need to get him a stylist. And I know Tony Khan's got the budget for it. Isn't Kenny part of the company? Like, doesn't he own a little bit of AEW? Yeah. So he should have. He's a VP. I'm sorry, Kenny. Get a stylist. He just, look, Kenny Omega does not look like someone that I would be like, you know what? Can you show me how a man should dress up? <laughs> I, ever. Ever. He's not your go-to? You know, not everybody can be all around. I mean... That is totally okay. (laughs) You're right, Ella. Not everybody can can be everything, you know? He's a good wrestler. He's not the best dresser. Listening to this, probably rolling his eyes. He's probably like, whatever. I love Kenny's outfit. (laughs) All the guys probably were like, Kenny Omega, whatever. He could wear whatever he wants. What are you talking about? I want those boots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he had a really funny segment and so much happened. He was like talking to all these little kids and it was like a, he was at a preschool, right? It was so funny. A couple of things were brought up that were just hilarious. But again, you know, I was under the influence. So I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. But there was a part where, okay, he takes, he brings out the Young Bucks book and he's like, oh, that his friends wrote this book or whatever. And this little, two little kids ask, ask a question and the first one's like, does it have pictures? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Which is funny because it's like your friends wrote that book, but you haven't even you don't opened know. it and read it. So you don't know if there's pictures in there. And then the second question <laughs> some kid asked, I don't know if you guys have seen the cover of the Young Books book, uh-huh. but this little kid asked, are they in love? <laughs> I thought that was so hilarious knowing they're obviously brothers. Yeah. The yeah. little kid asking, are they in love to me was just everything. But um, I think Dynamite was a good episode. Um, again, maybe I'm just being biased. No, I for mean, so, for I, so many reasons. <laughs> well, restaurant, you love to watch Dynamite. And when you I watch like Dynamite, Dynamite, I watch NXT. And I remember I tried yeah. 
I tried to do the AEW and NXT at the same time, but I'm like, no, this is a lot. Like at the same time, I and then I, I have to have the volume on on one and then off on the other. And I feel like I'm just going to miss out if I don't have the commentary or, you know, because commentary lets you know a lot. Um, it's, yeah. dist it's distracting. So I have to do one at a time. So I usually watch NXT. And this week we got the WWE Tag Team Champions, the women, um, Shayna and Nia show up on, on NXT. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> here we go. This is happening. Shayna's back home. And um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were in the ring. They just won the Dusty Cup. And I'm like really excited about this because who knows? When are we going to see this match? Are they going to challenge? What's going to happen? Ella, how do you feel about the possibility of maybe a WrestleMania match between these two? I believe it four. was announced they'd be uh, in two weeks um, from Wednesday that they'd be. But I mean, I love Dakota Kai. Um, and I'm very proud that Raquel has been getting a push that is way long overdue. She's been in NXT for so long. Like I, I low-key miss R&R though, but it, it's okay. <laughs> she works well with Dakota and uh, all that. But did they even have an official name? That's my only qualm. Do they even have an official name? They've been together for over a year now. And I've never heard like an official name for them, like as a team or like an alliance or anything. Um, so I would love to, especially Dakota's history with Shayna, to see Dakota kind of overcome that. It's kind of a weird dynamic too, because they're both heel teams. Yeah. So I don't know if Dakota's going to turn face again and beat Shayna after many, many attempts. And that's her face turn. Um, I love Dakota as face, but I think she's doing amazing things as heel right now. So it's interesting to see that heel versus heel matchup, unless somehow the plans get screwed up at Elimination Chamber, but we'll see. <laughs> they might. Who knows? Um, Rest Friend, what are you thinking about Dakota and Raquel as a tag team so far? I like them. I like them. I, and you know what? Ella just made me think about something. Like, well, remember something. Yeah, I wonder if Dakota, like if they're going to somehow bring out the past storyline and have yeah. Dakota like all of a sudden remember or something how scared she was of Shayna because Shayna was scared of you know I'm yeah. still scared of Shayna mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if that's gonna happen that would be so cool but then again also something I didn't think about like are plans gonna change after Elimination Chamber you know but no um answering your question I like I love Dakota Kai I think she's great I'm still trying to warm up to Raquel I see how great she is I don't doubt that I love she's amazing in the ring She's so strong, you know, but um, I'm still trying to warm up to her. So them as a team, I'm still trying to get into it. Also, I rarely watch Dynamite, so I don't really get to see how well they work together. NXT? Um, I'm sorry, NXT. <laughs> see, Ms. Friday, wow. you're so hyped on Dynamite. <laughs> yes. um, thank you for correcting me, though. <laughs> um, I rarely watch NXT, so I don't really see their work together that much. But yeah. when I did see it on TakeOver, I thought it was great. Oh, man. I'm I'm excited for the possibility of them as tag team champs. I feel like they would sell it really well. I do think that they're more of a believable tag team than Nia and Shayna because I feel like Shayna didn't really get that singles push. You know, last yeah. year at Elimination Chamber, she beat everybody. So we're not even getting a women's Elimination Chamber match this year. So we'll see how, how that plays into it. Can I chime in one bit? Yeah. To be fair, though... Um, for somehow I could not, I was not drawn towards Shayna in NXT or her first main roster run, really? but since she's been paired with 
Naya, Shayna's actually become more likable to me because I think she's kind of opened up her character and she's not as intense. We've seen some funny moments and she's not as intense or I don't know what the right word is. So I've opened up a bit to Shayna, not to say she's my total favorite, but I think um, they, they are a weird pairing, but it's somehow oddly made me like Shayna a bit more. (laughs) And you know what? I think the backstage segments have really helped like, um, what is it like? You know, Paul Heyman has and like uh, they they have their little mini show after Raw talk, Shana on Raw Talk with our yes, with our truth. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Where he's trying to get her to break, and she's yeah. like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Um, I do see how that's you know opened her up uh, her character a little bit more um, because she was terrifying always, and now there's mm-hmm. like an, another layer to her. So yeah. we'll we'll see what hap- what will happen with that. You know what I just remembered when I said. Dynamite instead of NXT <laughs> when JR called Kenny Omega the WWE, WWE champion, champion, which you know what to me it wasn't the biggest deal because I'm like the man worked for how many years with yeah, WWE? For WWE? It was bound to happen and it probably happened again, right? But at the same time, it's still very funny. <laughs> Kenny Omega the WWE champion. You know that tiny little slip up became such a big thing on social Meme, media. Yeah. And yes, then Drew really McIntyre posted a picture of him, and he's like, "The WWE champion is yeah. is is what I don't remember what he said, but yeah. he posted is something who? about it. <laughs> he was like, um, no, that's he didn't mean. find it amusing, apparently, uh-uh. according to the meme. Uh-uh. But um, I think you know, there's no beef there. I think Tony was like, yeah, Vince, you know, come yeah. come over, come visit. And I'm just like, oh, could you imagine Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. mm. on Dynamite? Crazy. What? Mm. <laughs> what, why? Why are you like? Like what there's would so, change? There's good. There's just. There's just attractive people everywhere. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm okay. getting at. So you're just thinking about him next to your AEW base. Yes, the possibilities okay. are endless. Possibilities True. are endless. Let's talk about this WWE third party ban. Um, I want to say it's a part two because you know the first time we like we've already talked about this. People already know. But it has recently been brought to our attention, and it's all over social media, that there is more to it than we initially thought. So Dave Meltzer was clarifying things for us on social media, saying that talent will only be in violation if they are making money from a product endorsement on Twitter or Instagram. And you can't promote charities. You can't promote anything, basically, that's making you money on the side. Um, In the original ban that we got we were told that they can't endorse anything they can't you know on twitch it was a really big deal to have your name um and they had to change the wrestlers names to their own names but then it turned out that wwe actually owned their names too so that was really confusing um with this you know specific charity thing ella how are you feeling about this ban between the wrestlers and like promoting their side hustles, essentially. I think it's bullshit <laughs> um, because you have multiple people who have side hustles, like their own stores, like Lacey Evans has her own. Bianca and Montez have their own. Granted, Bianca, I mean, has smartly not put it in her bio or anything. You have to Google like Bianca Beller store. Um, Mickey James is mickeyjames.com. Um, and a bunch of them have their own YouTube channel, like, Peyton, Liv, Lacey, Billy, I, Seamus. Like, there's a lot of them that have their own YouTube channels. Natalia. And it's absolute bullshit. It's not like 
you know, they're doing WWE stuff. They're doing their own thing. Like Lacey's thing is like she has journals, she has mugs and stuff. Bianca, granted, Bianca's selling like eight by tens and stuff on her website, but a lot of it's like original artwork and purses and a lot of cool stuff. And so it's it's ridiculous. I don't know why they can't have their own side hustle. Um, and like even like I saw the thing about Lana and Mandy, like how many they were making just by sponsored posts was like four hundred and six hundred thousand dollars last year just by sponsored posts alone. Yeah. And I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like they are a billion dollar corporation like they should be able to have their own side hustle, especially if it's in their own name. Oh, yeah. Another big one, too, is like Demandies. They've been going for years now. And so I don't know what is going to happen with the future of that. Like, how are they supposed to build their brand and grow all of that if they can't promote it or inform the public about it? You know, I it's just nonsensical to me. Yeah. Rest friend. Yeah. What, what do you think about this? Especially like the charity thing that you can't even promote charities. Yeah. On social media. I, I agree with Ella. It's total bullshit. That, should, that pisses me off. You know, I already, they're already on my bad side for so many reasons. And mostly it has, it, it never has anything to do with the wrestlers. It's all what the higher ups do. Corporate, and yeah. you know what? I just, I just really want to understand why they care so much when they have all this money. It's not like people like Lana or everyone else just doing their own thing. It's not like they're taking their money. You know what I mean? I, I think it's bullshit. There's not, I can't even find the words. It's I don't crazy. Think there's much to say about that. They're already selling the likeness of the person. You have their name, right? And then you still want to go an extra step. I feel like it's just petty to me. You want to go that extra step and be like, oh, well, you can't hashtag Oreo if you're eating an Oreo cookie. Like you will get fined if that happens. They were using this example. Like if you're eating Oreos and you can post about just eating the Oreo, right? But you can't actually write like hashtag Oreo or that like that it's an ad. Yes, something like that. Um, wow. And I'm just like, that's crazy. That's insane. Like, why would you do that? And I know there's going to be so many wrestlers who struggle with this. Um, and it's just like, that's unfortunate. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Me too. What are they going to do about, see, up, up, down, down is like WWE's promoted it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what makes that different? Yeah. You know, they have like merch. They have a lot of promotions and stuff like that. Ads, like a lot of videos. WWE's invested in that. So what makes that different from like a Demandies or a Limitless Lady or Mickey Does Got TV? What, like, I don't understand. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, how how far is too far? Like, I want to yeah. I want right. to say that. Like, when is it like? Are you gonna like, you know, cease and desist all the websites that they have if they're mm -hmm. selling something that's making them any kind of money that's not WWE related? Are they gonna take that? I I don't understand, Teddy. Like you said, they're like a billion dollar company. Why do they? <sighs> I don't understand. I wonder if it just makes them feel powerful because they have that say. <laughs> you know, they can tell people. You, you can't do it. And if you want to fight me, fight me. But you know, I'm going to win wanna because I can afford it. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's scary. It's scary. And restaurant, remember when we started restaurants, we were also so scared that what if Vince McMahon hears about us and he wants to take the name restaurant? We can't afford to we're fight him. We're still paranoid about this, Ella. I'm like, one day he's going to hear the word rest friend and he's going to trademark it before we do. And it's going to be over for us. We're yeah. going to get sued. I, ha I have that fear sometimes, too, but I'm like, I don't think so. But, like, I have a fear somebody's going to use wrestling gal as, like, a moniker or, like, a nickname or something. You know, I don't yeah. know. 
So yeah. there's going to be one interviewer one day that comes up and is like, hey, I'm the wrestling gal. And you're going to be like, what? Wait. I, I mean, I, I think about it not often, but I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if that ever happens? Because there's some wrestling podcasts and stuff that have like almost the same name. Like I know my one friend is trying to start something, but didn't realize that another podcast kind of already <gasps> had the same thing. So oh, they're kind no. of butting heads. Um, so I don't like it. And I mean, it's not like a huge podcast or anything, but it's just like they're just starting out and they're <laughs> already having waves. Yeah. It's, it's like, what do you do? Like, I, I mean, I'd just go broke. I'd have to, I guess you just change the name, but to trademark something is not cheap. Oh, no. It's and, not. You need, and like, if you don't know what you're doing, like sometimes you need to get like a lawyer involved just yeah. to like ha- make sure that everything is your in your best interest. So I don't know. It's a little, it's a little And then sketch. don't you have to keep like, redoing it yeah it expires doesn't yes. it expire yeah you have yeah. to renew it or whatever the terminology god is. that's right. terrifying oh vince that is don't, so terrifying. don't even look our way por favor if you're gonna trademark <laughs> he <usually me>. was <laughs> alone. i would be very sad oh my god i would be it, the end of my life just i don't want to think no. about this no let's let's not think about this let's think about a wrestling gal and your podcast ella I want to ask you, you've interviewed so many people. What has been your favorite interview so far out of all of the interviews that you've done? (gasps) She's pointing at Mickey James. Okay, guys. I mean, that's the obvious answer, (laughs) but I mean, that's so, that's such an obvious answer. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you really expected. (laughs) (laughs) I was really hoping you were going to say somebody else. Like, who knows? Somebody out of the blue. I would have been, oh, that's unexpected. Well, I mean, I did have a really good interview a couple weeks ago um, that I'm releasing very soon. Probably about the same time this is released. Her name is Marty Daniels. She appeared on AEW last month, uh, on AEW Dark, I think twice against, one against Tay Conti. I forget who the other was against. And we just talked, like, we talked because she does her own podcast about, like, mysteries, ghosts, like, really dark, like, really (laughs) supernatural stuff, a lot of mystery, you know. And it was a very cool talking to her, too. And then talking AEW. So that was a really fun one, like, because we got to talk about, like, half of it is not about wrestling at all. We're just talking about true crime, a lot of, like, personal ghost stories she's had about this podcast she does. So that one was really, really fun. And then, like, we were talking about her dogs off air. And just connecting with her was really fun. But like my obvious answer is my hero, Mickey James, (laughs) who I get to call a friend now, which is still strange to me. That's crazy. Um, You have her phone number. I I know. Like that's wild. (laughs) I I know. That I would shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to confirm or deny that I didn't. But um, no, like Mickey, obviously like that. It's been a dream like since I started. And the fact that it happened, I still can't process it. So, I mean, working with your hero, not a lot of people get to say that. So Yeah, and you guys can't see it, but like Ella is in her room and she's got a massive Mickey James picture. (laughs) And it's got a little, like, it's right, it's hand autographed. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a little notes. It's so cute. Um, And I just love it. I love it. I think it's so cool that you get to work with one of your childhood heroes. Like, and you still love her and you have this really great connection with her. And the fact that she wants to work with you and is working with you just like speaks a lot about who you are as a person. It's crazy. Yeah, it's still surreal. I don't know how I to love, put it into words. I love that she's your hero. You got to meet her and then you got to interview her and become friends with her. That she's the person that I'm pretty sure she's even better than what you had imagined, right? That's yeah. really cool because yeah. I've 
heard so many people that have met their heroes and they weren't exactly who they thought they were going to be. Oh, oh, I know that. I know I was talking. Oh, I forget who I was talking to um, the other day, but they had this saying that like, oh, I know who I was talking. It was for a future interview. We were talking about meeting our heroes. And um, I think she was talking about Charlotte and every, some people are afraid to meet their heroes because they're afraid to be let down. And I was like, that's yes. a good point. Yeah. But I guess I was just fortunate that I met her and I've built such a good rapport with her over the last four years now, which is crazy. Um, yes. Cause not a lot of people, some people end up being disappointed or they don't have a great experience with their hero and then their reputation or their <sighs> image of them is ruined. So yeah, that's a good point that we talked about on my podcast with the person coming out soon. But, it's, yeah, It's crazy. I think about my, my interaction with Lita and it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible interaction. Like Teddy uh, knows about this, but um, I don't know if it was like not on her best day. She wasn't rude to me or anything. Um, I think it was just average. I was, I, I don't know if I was like too excited mm -hmm. to meet her or if she was like tired. It was like the end of the day at a comic con. And, um, I was just telling her, I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, you and Trish, you guys are my everything growing up and I love you guys so much. And she's like, Oh, thank you. Like, and I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But you know, it's just, it, it depends. And until I, I feel like I need to, I need to do over por favor, like in yeah. life, like that's what I need because, um, the Bellas were so nice. Like, mm -hmm. I just wish that everybody could be like the Bellas. And I bet you Mickey is like a thousand percent just like that, like bubbly, exciting. And oh, my God. Um, Ella, tell everyone about a wrestling gallon where they can stream it. And you have merch and it's great. Where can people get your merch for a wrestling gal? Well, first of all, I'm so proud that you guys got your merch on What a Maneuver, I think it's called. Yes. That is like a big milestone. So congrats on that, first of all. Thank, Thank you. you. That's amazing. I'm excited. Um, but you can find a lot of stuff on our wrestlinggal.com. You can find interviews, um, exclusive interviews and articles. You can find my merch there, or you can listen to a wrestling gal, basically anywhere you find your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, yada, yada. Um, you can follow at a wrestling gal on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow my main account at it's Ella J on Twitter. I think that's oh patreon.com slash as well <laughs> patreon i look got some great stuff on there you got you know your schedule up and you know all the interviews up there so i think that people should really go and subscribe because you got that content girl you work hard i talk about this all the time girl. you have like two three interviews up a week my to-do list is so long right now <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a lot there's a lot happening well, Ella, thank you so much for being on. I had such a good time. Um, I think that I need to have you on again because our rest friends, I feel like they're just going to love you. Like this is, I agree. This is a, a moment, you know, this is the first time that you're on the show. And, you know, I, I thank you so much for being on and taking time out of your day because a girl, like you said, you got a lot of things to do. You got a busy schedule. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Am I a rest friend officially now? Qualified. <laughs> yes, you are. Of course okay. you are. <laughs> do, you, do you remember DJ Z who is now um, in um, on NXT as? Yeah. Okay. So he used to come out and be like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite thing <laughs> ever. Yes. It was. <laughs> Well, rest friends, this is all we have for this week's episode. Like Ella said, we have merch available at What a Maneuver. And you guys can also subscribe to Rest Friends on YouTube. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Again, Ella, thank you so much for being on with us. Thank, thank you, you for Ella. having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs>